Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you so much for that. I want to give a shout out to the people that make this happen, of course, that is uh my producer and uh, partner in crime for a long time, Mr. Benny Mathers. Hello, Mr. B. Howdy, Pat. Happy holidays to you and the rest of the happy. fam and the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy and happiness. Of course. Happy. <laughs> okay. Anything else? More happy. It's all I got today. All right. It's all I got. <laughs> it's Monday. And Colton, one of our newest producers, he's sitting here too, you know, on the... On the, on the screen, when you look at them, they're just little icons, right? Colton, we got to get you like a new icon there for the, the Transformation Network. Um, you know, today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about something that's so important. I wonder, I just wonder for myself, what do I wonder today? Here's what I wonder. I wonder if I would have been as clunky and awkward and roller coaster ridey if I had met Danielle Silverman when I went through what I went through, and let me just tell you what that looks like, folks. Um, so when you go through job transitions, back in the day, there were many of us that didn't understand that. You know, when you're with a company for a really long time and then you're not, you just don't under- understand it. But it was so it was so shocking for me that I decided to do what I I wanted to do for 25 years and go back to school. But then when school was over, it was like, OMG, now what? And so here you go, you get distracted. Okay, that's not a good thing to say. You get deferred from a career, so to speak, although I did do some consulting on the side. And then 10 years later, you've gone to school, you had that job loss or that job, and there you sit. Now, I don't know that Danielle Silverman knows this, but there I sat. When the reality of where I was hit me, and Benny, you're getting to be a long timer, dude, it hit me, and I realized, now what? Now what? What am I going to do? I don't know. I thought I was going to be a big fat consultant with these companies, and I thought I was going to do this, and I got a big paycheck. I was offered a lot of money to go work for those companies. I was depressed, but Danielle Silverman is here today to talk about what she is doing to help countless people. And what I mean by that, if you don't think that you need to reinvent your career by the end of today's show, not only are you going to think it, but you're going to feel relief. You're going to feel a sense of freedom. You're going to feel like somebody gets you and understands you because that's what she does. That's what she's building. Everything from reinventing you is something that she does, but she is an expert at this. She's developing workshops. She's developing things online. And, you know, here's what I love about Danielle, whether you know it or not, this is the deal. You don't have to know, you don't have to know it. 
You don't have to know it. You just have to be in a place where you don't know what your next move is. Don't even know, know that there is a next move. Feel like you're being bumped around consciously and physically, and you have nobody to go to. This is the platform she's created. And so today she works with professionals who want to reinvent their career. Today, you're going to meet her. Today, you're going to hear how she has coached hundreds of people, but more importantly, how she is stepping it up. She is an international coach, federation certified uh, a professional, Canadian associate of professional speakers. I can go on, but then I would take up way too much more time. Danielle, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. It's wonderful to be here, Dr. Pat. I'm thrilled. Okay, yeah, this is our drive time. So all y'all driving, I want to just say this. You're driving, you're going to that job, right? And you're thinking to yourself, what is she saying? Reinventing you, I can reinvent my career. How hot is this topic, Danielle? You know what, Dr. Pat? It is incredibly hot because we hear, and you hear this everywhere. You hear it on TikTok, you hear it on, on the news. Um, people are leaving their jobs in droves because they're primarily because they're unhappy. You know, I think the the pandemic has given people pause. It's it's made people think about what's important to them in life, and they're waking up and suddenly realizing that they're not happy in their jobs. They don't like what they're doing, or they don't like what the organizations are doing. And we, you know, I, I did a show on quiet quitting. You know, people who are staying in their jobs but who are doing the absolute bare minimum. And all of the studies that have been done, all of the surveys that have been done around the world, not just talking US or North America, around the world. In the last week in the news, there was a, an item about European employees who are leaving their jobs by the thousands. So yes, this is absolutely a hot topic. Yeah. If you are leaving your job, if you are unhappy, what are you gonna do? I love that we're doing this and we're talking about this and, you know, and I'm so glad you talked about this. Let's dig a little bit deeper on this because, you know, this is a little hot button for me. <laughs> I understand the professional that came up with quiet quitting, but what he did for his generation is an abomination because here's what I want to say. Quiet quitting started in the 90s. It started in 91 and 92 with the repeal of the psychological contract of work. Hello, what does that mean? Danielle knows, I know, here's what it means. You have worked your butt off for like decades and now you find out, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, 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 no. You told me I was gonna, oh, wait, you were, no, no pension, uh, no benefits. And that's what people went through. And so the generations to, co to come forward learn from this. Are you surprised? I, I'm, I'm not surprised at, I'm not at, at, at what surprised. people are doing. I'm not at all surprised. And, you know, and what's interesting is that organizations continue to do this. Oh. I, I read a quote from Simon Sinek this morning came into my inbox and it says for an employee to take responsibility, they must first be given it, which is sort of symptomatic of what's going on in organizations. There, you what does know, that even mean? Well, what, it, what it means is that is that. You know, employees want to work. It's not yeah. that they want to quiet quit. They want no. to work. Yeah. But they're being kept from being creative, giving yeah. new ideas, decision making. They're not being given the responsibility. Yeah. So when employers complain that, oh, you're not taking responsibility or you're not doing enough or not moving forward enough. Well, you have to look at the top and see, you know, where does it come from? Yeah. And very often the leadership is not there. Zero. 
hello, zero, because they have no sense, except for their, here, let's just be, let's give the leaders of companies a little bit of credit, because when it comes to keeping their promises, they have one stakeholder they look at, generally speaking, you all, not all of you are part of this arena, but they know that they will not sacrifice anything to make sure their stock prices stays on top. They, they, that's what, that's their focus. But what they don't realize is that that is a short term. Yes, it is. Yes, you will lose your job if you don't do that, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ms. and whoever you are, it, it, CEO. But here's the thing I want to ask you, because this is where people get confused. You know what I love about the generations that are here now? And there are three of them now. It's not just, it, it, it's the, it's the third, four. Okay. Yeah. We, right. we have, okay. So we have people, I think, I think one of my team is under 21, but I can't be sure. 21 to 73. So we have the whole thing. Yeah. But I want to ask you this question. Let's talk about layoffs because here's what I discovered and then went on to study it. There are very few companies actually do layoffs. Boeing may do it because of production and then they have to hire you back. But why are we lying to people? It's not a layoff. What, I'm not trying to understand what you mean. They but... terminate people and they call them layoffs. Oh, well. Right. So let's talk about layoffs and what that means. It, it, you know, we're used to it in the tech sectors, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But it's something that's become more global, hasn't it? It used to be like a segment. Now, not so much, I don't think. I think it's everywhere. And and <laughs> there are, you know, I mean, layoffs or terminations. They're they're really being used synonymously, I think. Um, and it, it it's really about um in some cases it's an excuse for the economy yeah um and in some cases it re it's restructuring because there the company is having some financial issues uh very often that's what happens yeah. so that it look you know the the large very large corporations look at their bottom mm -hmm. line and they say okay uh what can we do let's restructure and um they give they give away you know, uh, packages to people that they quote unquote lay off. And that they like. Um, well, I'm sorry. Am I sad? So look, here's what I love about this, because I want to get to this. You did a show. I don't remember when, but you are really hitting the hot ones on your <laughs> show. I want to just tell everybody, Danielle Silverman's joining me here today, but she's got her own show. You're going to hear about it in a minute and how to listen to it. But you have taken, you just ripping these things from the headlines and you're saying, oh, we got to talk about that. Quiet, Quinny. Oh, wait a minute. You did a show on psychological contracts. Let me ask you this question. Because if we talk about them, we then have to talk about the role of the company or the organization and the yes. role of the team, the staff. Yeah. What's the state of affairs on psychological contracts from where you sit? Uh, I think it's broken. I absolutely think it's broken. Yeah. First, let's let's you know, let's tell people what psychological contract is, because I don't think everybody knows. They don't. Uh, so I, I really think that it's it's really about when you when you get a job, they tell you you're going to be paid so much, you get so X number of weeks of vacation, you're going to get uh, these benefits, you're going to get that benefit, and so on and so forth. They rarely tell you about uh, career advancement, or uh, sometimes there is a job description, sometimes there isn't. You have to create it yourself, and even if there is a job description. Uh, expectations 
are often very different from what the job description is. So the psychological contract is what's not written down. It's what's expected of you, but that they don't talk about and they don't put in writing in, in, a, in a real contract. Yeah. And uh, the employers have that, that unwritten expectation, but so do the employees. Yeah. So the employees, yeah. for example, expect... I want some direction in my career. I want to know that I'm advancing. I want to know that I'm learning something. And that's almost never uh, talked about. Yes, there are some organizations that offer career management courses. Um, and, and you know, the way, uh, the way careers are managed today are v- is very, very different from yeah. the way it was. And, and you know, when, the, when I first started in this business, it was hierarchical. You had a ladder. Yeah. And you went up the ladder. Today, it's more like a spiral. You know, you're like a piece of spaghetti or that you throw on the wall or something. It's, that's it's, exactly. You know, it's like you go. That's a it, quote. <laughs> that's a Dan. We got to pull that out, Colton. That's a Danielle Silverman. You're right. It's like a piece of spaghetti you throw on the wall, right? Yeah. And it's not all, you're not always going up. You're going, you may be going vertically and that's okay as long as you're learning something. But uh, but that isn't even talked about. No, very rarely. No, I love this. Look, what you're talking about. I love this topic. And as a matter of fact, until recently, I haven't been able to look at my research. And recently for me is the past two years for me. Um, And Jessica was the instigator behind that. But let's talk about Jessica because she's a perfect example. You see, sometimes we like to talk about these things and we like to do the age thing right? What I've watched with Jessica and still watch to this day, which is so brutally unfair. And this happens with so many people. It happens, it happens with people that are more senior because management thinks they're done. But what I see happening to the younger generation, I'm sure you address with them because folks need help. It, to this day, when Jessica gets on a call, it is hard to believe she has the position she has here for people to believe that. And that's because Jessica started here very like 20 something, one something. Wow. And before she was 25 something, she was in a top leadership position. And it was fascinating for me to watch my research really come to bear. But I want to ask you this, your work, in reinventing you, I have to I have to talk about it a minute because you see the things you're talking about, Danielle. Most people that are professionals in your line of work don't address them. They are what your resume look like. They don't understand the navigation of the weight of the really rough waters. They don't understand that you must really look at both what you can see and not see. Because don't people now that come to you, don't they want to know, not just what I see. It's like, yeah, my boss told me I could work from home, but then my performance review shows that I'm not a team player. Hello, that is a psychological contract violation. I studied that. But aren't you helping people with the emotional, the the mental, the whole thing? Absolutely. What you do. Absolutely. I mean, you talked about people uh, talking about their CVs. I, it's the last thing that I do. Absolutely <laughs> the last thing. Um, it's more important to find out who you are. 
what you've accomplished in your life, not just at work, but throughout your entire life and what that means to you. What's the beautiful golden thread that's going through your life? And then we'll talk about how to how to write a CV that's going to um, uh, represent that and speak to uh, speak to a potential employer. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to give people your information. I don't I want to give that throughout the show today. And then we're going to talk about reinvention and reinventing you. But it's so important for people to know how to get a hold of you. What is the best way for them to do that, Danielle? Well, uh, you can go to uh, reinventing hyphen you, the letter you.com. You can, uh, you can, there's a form on there on how to contact me. You can email me directly at uh, Danielle at uh, DanielleSilverman.com, which is my name. Very easy to to remember. Yeah. Yeah. But do go and visit the website because there you'll get a sense of what, how I work Mm -hmm. and who I am as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, you'll get some testimonials also from people that I've worked with. Um, I think that's the best way. Look, um, I want to jump to talking to people about this, about what reinventing you is, what reinvention is, because I know this is something you're passionate about, but even more importantly, you're an expert in this field. You are the one coaching and helping people. Um, and it's not just about navigating through the waters. It's about making sure you have the compass that is showing you where you want to go. And if you don't get to that place, then you got to reinvent yourself. Tell us what reinvention means and what reinvention and reinventing you from what you've developed. What does that stand for for you? Well, reinvention is really about bringing life into a system, whatever that system is. So it's about looking at what is working and really ditching what is not working and just and experimenting and keep go, keeping moving forward. But ultimately, I think from a personal reinvention point of view, it's about remaining open and curious about uh, what it what it is that the world is is about and how you can what your role is in that world. And it's about maintaining that life. So it's not just about surviving. It's about thriving. We're living in a world that is in constant turmoil. Change is not a bug anymore. It's a part of our life. It's a. It's uh, it, and it will continue to be a part of our life, and it is constantly moving at a faster and faster pace. Yeah. Uh, so we have to keep up with those changes, and yeah. not just professionally, but personally as well. And the, it, so reinvention is about keeping up with those changes. It's about understanding, uh, and I don't mean technical change, technological changes. You know, I mean, because if you're if if you're in that field, if you're in the field of technology, yeah, sure, you got to keep up with those changes. But if you're not, it doesn't mean keeping up with the technology. It means making sure that that you are comfortable in whatever the environment is, yeah. that your life continues to thrive. Yeah. And if you want to keep working today, uh, that's that's important. It, it's important to understand also that organizations. 50 years ago, had a life cycle of about 75 years, which means that, uh, you know, if you reach the top of the of the of the hill, you know, in the in, a, in the normal bell curve, uh, the company would have to reinvent itself every 37 and a half years, because when you're on the, the downside, then you start to decline. OK, and, and when you when you begin to take measures to uh quote unquote reinvent yourself and when you're on the decline you have about a 10% chance of succeeding 
But, you know, 37 and a half years is a long time. If you have a new competitor that comes in or somebody who comes in with an aggressive yeah. price, you have time to change your strategy before. So to be able to continue and, and to continue to live. Today, studies have shown that companies believe that their their life cycle is somewhere between three and six years. Yeah. Total life cycle, depending on the industry, obviously. That's our industry. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, good. the good news is we had a vision that the technology couldn't handle. So when the technology started to evolve, we were ready, right? It's very exciting what's going to be exactly. happening in 2023. Exactly. But, you know, everybody around, they looked at Jessica and me like we lost our brains. They're right. like, oh, what are you people doing? It's never going to be that. So Apple, for example, had the idea for the iPad way back when, right. but the world wasn't ready for it. Right. So, yeah. but so when, they, when the world was ready for it, they were ready. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I have a classic iPod, like a classic. Somebody offered me $500 for it. And I'm like, you know, it's like so old, but I love my, my little classic. It's not digital. And yeah. I said, I love this iPod. I'm not going to sell it. They said, how about a thousand? I said, <laughs> What I, I mean, I thought it was like a joke, but here's what we're really talking about. We're going to get to this. We're going to keep going on this because this is the deal for everybody. This is so important. Believe it or not, for you all listening, these agreements, these psychological contracts were never studied until 1990. 1998 and 2001 was the first paper I ever wrote, my dissertation and my paper. These studies were never done between two people. They were done between this just abstract, the company and an employee. And so that was not my experience. See, I came out of a job loss and I didn't understand it. See, people don't understand. They want to know. That's why they work with you. Because half of the battle is they don't understand what's going on. And when you have, but I didn't understand it in 92 and four, but it had never been studied between two people. It was always, even Denise Rousseau, the expert in the field. So when I asked to do this, do you know what they said? Thank God for Denise Rousseau. Do you know what my committee chair who I fired, do you know what he said? (laughs) Are you trying to reinvent psychological contracts? (laughs) I said, uh, yeah, (laughs) well, maybe because nobody's ever studied the relationship between a boss and an employee. And see, this is the thing that we're missing. Expectations about pay career. You said this pay career. I love the spaghetti thing because this is what I think you said. Expectation about pay, career, personal, professional growth changed significantly. Now that, I have to tell you, that was in 2001, that particular statement in, in the research. But there is a new definition, and that definition isn't defined. That's what you and I are going to talk about when we come back from break. That's why people have to learn what you're you're helping them with. You must reinvent yourself. I thought I made a mistake with my team about four weeks ago. I thought I made a major mistake. And now I know I didn't. I wrote a Jerry Maguire type memo. <laughs> it was about 
I don't know. Like I think Colton may say it's about, it was long. I don't know why I wrote it. I don't know if I was working with you and something triggered where I realized, or maybe it was the show you did on psychological content. It was something where I had to say, I need to tell folks where we are, where we're going. So they can decide if they want in or not. I should have made it shorter. Danielle, we're gonna take a short, we're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about why this is important to understand the process of reinventing you and reinventing yourself. And by the way, what are you thinking now? Are you thinking I'm too old? I'm too young? What are you thinking? And so this is really what happens to people like Danielle and I when they take they check us out, they look at us and they say, really? You're reinventing yourself now? Wh what? When we come back, importance of understanding the process, but more importantly, how does understanding the process help you with the job search? And how does it help you land the job you want? Danielle Silver, Danielle, one more time before we go to break. How do people work with you? How do they find out about you? You can uh, go to my website at www.reinventing-u, that's the letter u.com, or email me at danielle at daniellesilverman.com. I'd be happy to talk to you. Yeah. For all you that are driving to the work now and listening to this, if you can't write it down, just Google her name, Danielle yeah. Silverman. Just go ahead and Google it because you're driving to work. I do not want anybody to be texting or trying to Absolutely. do anything weird. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we've got lots more to come. Um, and then we're going to go through, Danielle has these four phases of successful job search. We're going to get down in the weeds. Stay <laughs> tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Be the creator of your own healthy life with the most unbeatable connected weight loss experience through Impact Remote Academy. You will get a customized six-month program that is fat loss focused with simple to follow step-by-step -step instructions, Zoom coach support, and access to the Academy website tools and community because weight loss is hard and you deserve the best support. Look no further. Everything you need for weight loss success is accessible through Impact Remote Academy kit and support. This is your healthy journey to permanent weight loss, and we're going to give you the keys to unlock your inner power and optimal health through clean eating and self-love. The No More Rules gal Steph Yost and Camille Barreto are here to help you recognize self-sabotaging patterns and develop healthy lifestyle habits. Explore yourimpactwellness.com for all the details. That's yourimpactwellness.com. And remember to live your life with impact. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Have you been on life's roller coaster trying to figure out what to do next? Then join Greta, Lee, Yvonne in the Realm of Beings each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shake the dust off your wings and fly to the highest heights in your thoughts and actions. Express your greatness. Be a champion for yourself. And we'll see you there on Shifting Impressions Conversations with the Realm of Beings. 
Are you looking for a way to break old habits that are holding you back from reaching your true potential and living the life you deserve? Well, look no further than Dr. Loretta Billups. She is a clinician and a relationship and mental health coach that will assist you with reaching your purpose. She will hold you accountable so that your desires are now a reality. Connect with Dr. B at cultivatingyourlife.com and find your path today. That's cultivatingyourlife.com. Tune into the Life Strategy Show with your life strategy mentor, Lolita Smith, and say yes to bringing prosperity and success to your future right here and right now. Life is a picture of your mind, and Lolita is here to help you imagine it. Say goodbye to the strings of the past that have been holding you back for far too long. Rise up with Lolita and say yes to the solutions, prosperity, and unlimited possibility. Visit LifeStrategyMentor.com. That's LifeStrategyMentor.com. Benny, I thought you were going to play Take This Job and Shove It. Ah, no, a little risky for today, but... All right, because we can't, uh, okay, because it's a whole different venue. Thank you, Betty. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Danielle Silverman is my very special guest today, Reinventing Your Career. And we're going to, we just gave you a lot of the whys, why this is happening, why it's on people's minds. But what's not happening now is what happened during the 90s when the psychological contract was repealed. What organizations did, they were so panicked about the backlash from it that they put career placement people in place that never address what Danielle is talking about today. These people, they gave you a big fat binder. They mm. you got came into their offices, never addressed the emotional side of this. And thank goodness I wasn't interested in that. And I was back in school because so many people were lost. That's why what Danielle Silverman does today is even more important. Because even though those placement, career placement people may or may not be around anymore, where do you go? What are you doing? You're not going to find what we're talking about online. You're just not going to find it. You need to get some personal help to help you because the questions, I didn't even know what I didn't know. I didn't know the questions to ask. I didn't know. Uh, Danielle, let's talk a minute about, as we go through this, I want to talk about the job search, but part of the job search involves a process. Tell us about the process and why it's important to understand it to get to the search. Well, I think, first of all, there's, you know, career placement people. And then there's what we call career transition, which I don't I don't know if you're calling it the same thing. People who've lost their jobs and who need to get back onto the, the, the job market. Uh, it's a pretty traditional uh, way of looking at things. You, you've yeah. got to write a CV. So you've got to learn how to do that. You've got to learn how to answer interview questions. You've got to learn how to write a cover letter. And you've got to network. So those are the four basic things that you're taught in any career placement uh, program. Some of them do cover uh, the emotions. I mean, if you've just been fired from a job, uh, yeah, there are a lot of emotions that you're going to go through. Absolutely. And you're taught that, you know, it's the inverse curve. You you go through anger, you go through grief, you go through depression. And then as you slowly come back up, you uh, you know, you're ready to to be on the job search. Um, so it's important to recognize that those emotions are there. And I, honestly, I hold a whole, a, a very safe space for those emotions, but regardless of whether you've been fired or not, there are emotions that you're going to go through because there is uncertainty. There is fear. I, you know, can I leave my job? I'm not financially secure enough to be able to do that. Um, and I'm afraid that if, um, 
if I leave my job and I don't know what I'm going to do, how long is it going to take me to, to get there? Or, uh, you know, I really want to do something meaningful with my life, but I'm not sure what that is. Um, I you know, The list of fears goes on and on and on. And, oh, and my gosh, yeah. You know, they don't really necessarily address those fears. So one of the things I do is address those fears. Um, I don't necessarily do it right away because I like to start with the positive. I like to start with things that are optimistic and that will give people hope that there is a future that they can go to. And once they're in that state of hope and optimism, then we can talk a little bit more clearly about fears because it's a it's a hard topic to talk about. It's it's hard to to realize that, oh my God, I can't, you know, because uh, yeah. a lot of those fears come from things just that we were taught. Yeah. That didn't come naturally to us, that we were taught or that were that was imposed upon us by life or by our parents or by our teachers or, mm -hmm. or things like that. Um, and we don't realize it. So going into the past, I'm not a therapist. I don't pretend to be a therapist. Uh, and if people need therapy, I tell them, you know, I, I think yeah. and we oh, can do yeah. it in parallel. It's fine. We can do it in parallel. But some people really are in a state of burnout or a state of depression where they actually can't focus on on the job search. Or That's where I was. I mean, I studied it for 10 years. Of course, I was depressed. You know what I'm saying? But you you nailed it. You know what Denise said to me, Denise, Dr. Denise Rousseau, everybody, who between her and Sherry Grandrose, I mean, I, I know I wouldn't be here today. You know, she said she was very clear, but she didn't have what you had. She th This is academic people mm -hmm. talking. And, you know, the, the, the idea is that, look, the, the new version of this, if we do it right, the new version from organizations, if the organizations do it right, that's a big thing. I'm just lumping it in there. They will build trust commitments and reduce ambiguity. They are not doing that right. They, they're not because they can't, they just don't know. Nobody's, nobody does a course in teaching them how to keep their promises or their words. So what you're getting is you're getting the people that are coming out. Yeah, they may be looking for a job, but if they don't have you to talk to, to talk about what's going on emotionally, they just carry that forward, don't they? Mm -hmm. They do. They do. And, and you can't carry it forward. You have to let go of things. Yeah. And that means probably one of the hardest things to do, letting go of anger, letting go of the lessons that you've learned or that were imposed on you. Uh, letting go of fears. Um, it is one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Uh, and if we're going to reinvent, we have to let go of what no longer serves us. Yeah. Yeah. Because we can't move forward if we hang on to those things. And I think that that's, I, I think I have a, a gentle way of, of yeah. letting people know that it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's okay to understand that you're still hanging on and why you're hanging on, but it's also okay to let go, that there is something after that. I mean, you talked about depression, you talked about burnout. I had twice in my life, I've had bosses who were abusive. I don't mean sexually, I mean psychologically abusive. Yeah, me too. And in the last instance, um, it, through a combination of things, but it, this was the really the, the straw that broke the camel's back. I'd been, I'd had an, a major operation, came back to work after about 12 weeks off, 
And the first thing my boss said to me was, when I saw you this morning, I cringed. So you can imagine the effect that that had, right? Yeah. And who says that to anybody, let alone to an employee? I cringe when I see you. You know, gee, thanks, boss. Uh, anyway, I after that, I literally, I went, I completely fell apart. Uh, as I said, a number of different factors. And I was in burnout, major depression and agoraphobia for more than two years. Unable to leave my house for more than two years. So, and I tell this story only to let people know that it's okay and that you can get over that and you can survive from that and you can continue to live an active life. You were talking about age before. I was 50 years old when that happened yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. know, so, and and today it's like a hell of a lot more years later Yeah, and uh, and it's okay. So you can you can get up from there. You can you can survive from that, but you have to understand what is going on inside you, and have the courage, have the 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 will to be able to see that there is a light at the end at the end of the tunnel. And that's why I start with your vision. What is it that you really want deep down? Whether it's realistic or not, I don't care. Because you can you have to be able to dream. You have to be able to go there. And allow yourself to dream. And then afterwards, we'll, we'll bring the pendulum back to something more realistic. And it's okay. But you've got to be able to allow yourself to dream. You're absolutely right. I mean, this is also what leads into a number of things that, first of all, we're going to talk about the job search in a minute. But you're also creating ways for people to participate in things like, I think you're you're getting ready to do a webinar for 2023, correct? I am. Yes. But, yeah. Actually, I'm creating an online course on job search skills. And that webinar is going to be introducing that course. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It is so important. Look, you and I, we took things, we the abusive bosses, bosses banging on the table. We took we took that in today's world. The generations that have come after those experiences, uh, they are not willing to do that. They're not willing to take it. And, you know, we didn't know any better in a sense. We were so conditioned on the fact that this is going to be all we can get. You're a, you're a lifer. You're not going to get another job. And, you know, there's just so many factors that go into that. That's why you and I can talk about this. So it's interesting because when you say you're a lifer, that's what it was. And I would say 50 years ago, and the life cycle of an organization was 75 yeah. years long. Think about it. If the if an organization today only survives three to six years, let's say, and in some even less, your job's not going to last 30 years with the gold watch at the end. You know, your job is going to be one year, two years, three years. And so, and you're, and it's okay to jump. So to, in, when I started working, if you had a resume that said you, you switch job every two years. That's it. Oh. Nobody will look at you. Today, that's a positive. It is. It is. Because it means that you've got diverse experience. It is. You're so right. When when I, when this happened to me, and I went to a placement company, uh, a career counseling and placement company, I worked for one company twenty four and a half years, and the the owner of the company says you're in trouble. And I said, why? You don't have any diverse 
career job, you're like one place. And I said, you know what? I think you're looking at this differently. I think you take the company off there and you look at the individual jobs and you treat the individual jobs like they're companies because the company I work for, they were individual jobs. You don't just get a job from one department to the other. But here's where we sit today. I want to talk to you about this. Um, that was a resume. That was that was not a CV. I've since been able to do a CV. CV, resume, they're all the same. What do people need to hear from you about that today? They'll get lots more, but there are phases that people go through from if they work with you. Well, as I said earlier, the CV or the resume, whatever you want to call it, yeah. is usually the last thing we work on uh, because it has to, first of all, be tailored to every single job that you apply to. Bingo. So, so number one, uh, which means it's very labor intensive, but you have to first know what it is that you want and what it is that you've accomplished in your life because a resume, a CV is not about the roles and responsibilities you've held. It's, a, it's about the accomplishments that you've, uh, you've had in your life that you've, you've done on the job or off the job. It's okay to talk about volunteer experience, for example, uh, if, if it's relevant to, to what's going on. But you first have to take a really, really hard look at what is the job that you're applying to. I know so many people who just say, oh, yeah, that looks like an interesting job. I'll send in my CV. And they'll see another one. Oh, that looks like an interesting job. I'll send in my CV there. And it's the same CV they're sending to 10 different companies. Well, guess what? Your, your, your CV is not going to be looked at, number one, because today it's not a human being who's looking at that CV. You're sending it online. You're, it's, what is being used is an artificial intelligence called an art, a, applicant tracking system that was that is being used by the Human Resources Department. And there's more than one applicant tracking system out there, and each one has a different algorithm. So uh, you send your CV, and it doesn't correspond to the keywords that are in the job at the job um, posting, your CV is going to be rejected automatically. It's a waste of time, absolute waste of time. So we don't talk about that first. We talk about who you are, what you stand for, what is important to you, what you're good at. And I don't mean just your strengths. I mean what you've accomplished and what has meaning to you. And then we translate that. Yeah. afterwards into what a job would look like for you. Yeah. And maybe it's this kind of job, but maybe it's that kind of job. Maybe we make a list of the kinds of jobs that you would like to apply for. And then you go and do some research on those things to find out what they're about and then really find out if it's something that you're interested in. Yeah. It's so important that we're talking about this now because that's a separate skill set. You, you know, I'll tell you this, if you're in a, if, if you're working for the Transformation Network um, and the clients that we have, um, I've seen a producer's reputation, I'm going to say get tainted, temporarily tainted for a paragraph that had two typos in it. Oh, my. <laughs> Look, she's Colton, Benny, right? Right. Now, you may think to yourself. No, no. 
Go ahead, Daniel. I, I have to tell you, though, Pat, um, uh, that if you send in a CV that has errors in it, I, you know, chances are, not that it'll be rejected necessarily, but it won't be well seen. Unfortunately, that is still one of the primary uh, things that people tell you, and it's still true today. For goodness sakes, have it read by another pair of eyes, by two yeah. other pairs of eyes, yeah, to make sure that there are no errors in it. Yeah, it, and not when you're working in a job and you, it happens that you make mistakes. It's not the oh, end yeah, of the yeah. world, okay? Yeah. But when you're sending in your CV, it's a different thing, unfortunately. Yeah, all of us have been burned by this. I mean, we all have. I mean, even at my executive level career. You know, it is something, um, you know, because I, I'm a little learning different. So I've had to learn skills and typos. Uh, what do you call that? Correction and grammar things. Oh. They they don't get them. I mean, they're That's not going to understand the difference between there, T-H-E-R-E and, and right. They don't get that. But, you know, that's just one thing. As we move forward, I, I want to ask you this. The job search process. Personally, it was agonizing. Has that changed at all, or do people still see it that way? So, it, yes, they do still see it that way, and I have to say it is agonizing, and it's agonizing okay. for many reasons. Yeah. It's hard work, yeah. okay? You have to really uh, research the company. You have to research the industry. You have to research what they're doing. You have to talk to people. Uh, a lot of, and what remains the best way to land a job is not sending out hundreds of applications online. It's networking. And people yeah. are scared to death of that word. Yeah. <gasps> I'm an introvert. I can't go out and meet people. Or, you know, what if what if I get rejected because I'm asking them for a job? Well, don't ask for a job. Networking is not about asking for a job. It's not. Networking is about meeting people. It's about having a conversation the way you and I are having a conversation. It's about being curious about what the other person has to say and what they do. People are inherently kind and they want to help, but they can't help you by giving you something that they don't have. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have a job, they can't help you. And yes, then it will be perceived by you as a rejection. So don't ask for a job. Just have a conversation. If you're thinking of changing industries or thinking of changing companies or thinking of changing anything in your life, it's the perfect opportunity. Call it research. Call it gathering information. Take the stigma away from the job search. Yeah. Just, just get that out of your mind. You're not looking for a job. You're really just gathering information. And the conversation is easier. And yes, there will be people that you'll have an automatic connection to. The chemistry will be there and the conversation will be easy. Mm -hmm. And there will be people where mm, the chemistry is not there. So you move on to the next person. <laughs> and it's as simple as that. And, and so what I want to do is dispel those fears. I want to create a course that is what I call the not so ordinary job search formula. And I'm going to turn it around on its head. We're not going to talk about the CV right away. We're going to debunk the fears about networking. We're going to add a personal touch to it and make it fun. Yeah. Because it is hard work. 
Yeah. yeah. I love what you're doing. It's hard that. work and, and it doesn't need to be hard work. You need to be able to do it with somebody else also, with somebody else who's going through it with you. That's why I want it to be a course. I want it for people to, to connect with other people who are going through the same thing, not just me, because I'm a so-called expert in this field, because I've been doing it for so many years. But I, but you, there's, I, and also because I've been through it. Yeah. <laughs> tell you the number of jobs that I've been fired from and have to go through that exact same process. So yeah. I I've been fired from every job I've ever had. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, I stayed at one for 24 and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really what we're talking about. See, this is what I really, I, I'm so glad you brought this up because what we're dealing with is I took the tutorial. I went online. I saw how it's done. I Googled it. No, what we're talking about is important. Do you know I got a three-year contract? It would have gone longer. I got a three-year contract from a networking event because I didn't know it. Uh, a chairman, chairman of the board, heard me talk about winning a gold medal playing table tennis because somebody asked me what I did over the weekend. And I said, oh, I played ping pong. And it was, it, you could tell the energy that was going on from that. And the guy walks over and I didn't know who he was. I did, had no idea who he was. Um, but I think that's what you're talking about. You know, you don't have to show up at networking and be something you're not. Exactly. Right. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But you, you have to know how to work the room. At some point, <laughs> at some point, or you go with somebody, or you, you know? go with somebody, or you go with somebody. But you, above all, you say yourself. So uh, your your example reminded me <laughs> when I was very young. I think I was twenty eight or something like that. I was working for Air Canada, and there was a job opening within the same company. And I went for the interview, and it was for a sales job, and I'd never done sales before. And the guy who was who was uh, doing the interview was all of a sudden I don't know he said something I don't know what it was but it, it was very interesting and for some reason I went out of character I went out of interview mode and I said you know I'm really interested to know how did you get to where you are today just I don't know where that came from yeah it just came during the interview yeah and from a half hour interview I was there for an it was supposed to be half an hour I was there for an hour and a half I walked out of there and I said, I called up my mom and I said, we're going to buy clothes. <laughs> I don't know why I knew I was getting that job, but yeah. I did get the job. And then when I, once I had it, this guy who was my new boss, the VP of sales for that particular department said to me, you know why I gave you that job? I said, why? He said, because you asked me that question. In sales, you have to be curious about people. Absolutely. Have, I didn't know from a hole in the wall. I just, something he said triggered something in me. And I just naturally let myself ask that question. So yeah, absolutely. Be yourself, be natural. Just ask the questions that come. You know, it's funny because I, in the podcast that I do on my show, Reinventing You, the last podcast that aired last week, I started by asking, I have this fear of being able to have this natural conversation. I have a script in front of me and I... Yeah, I ask questions from the script. One of my best colleagues, uh, I have a you know an accountability group, a, 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 a panel, if you will, of advisors that I work <laughs> with every week, and uh, he, I asked them to listen to this podcast, and and this guy, amazing, he said, Danielle, he's 
so he listened to it. And for the first 10 minutes, he said, come on, Danielle, come on. And then all of a sudden he said, there was a switch. It became a conversation and it became fluent and you were natural. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it is. Be yourself. It is. This is powerful. Danielle, thank you for today. Um, Before we, you know, bring this conversation to a close, again, mention how they folks can work with you, how they listen to your podcast when you're on. And then also, um, I want to make sure they know how to find out about this upcoming uh, webinar series you're doing, please. So Danielle Silverman, my full name, if you want to email me, it's Danielle, double L-E, at DanielleSilverman.com. My website is reinventing-u, the letter U, dot com. Um, My show is the second and fourth Mondays of the month at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, uh, Reinventing You with Danielle Silverman. Uh, And yes, so I'm uh, creating, I'm currently creating an online course on um, the not-so-ordinary job search formula. Uh, The webinars will start uh, hopefully in January uh, 2023, uh, and it will tell you all about uh, the course itself, uh, and it's a short course. I know that people who are out there looking for a job want a rapid solution. So it's yeah. going to be a month long, no longer than that. But there will be opportunities if you need help afterwards. Yeah. Uh, there will be a lot of support. Uh, so it's not just, you know, go in, do your CV, do your job. I don't know. No, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I love this. You know, the best money I've ever spent on myself in this arena was after I graduated. And I, even with all my training, everything I had, I couldn't do it. The best money I ever spent was $3,000 at the time in 2001, $3,000 at the time to get the kind of help that you're talking about, not from a company, but from a woman who used to do this, she no longer does it anymore. And it, it made a difference. Now, what difference did it make? It helped me realize After 10 years of school, I did not want to be an international consultant, period. That's what I hope people get out of this is, as I said at the very beginning, the pandemic has shown people that they, there is something more important than work to them. The the amount of time that they spent with their families at home, whether they were had families at home or not, even if they were alone has shown them that they need to bring more meaning into their life, that there is something more important. And that's what we do at the very beginning. Yeah. What is it that brings meaning into your life? What is it that you have done in your life that is important? That who, who are you? And when you understand who you are, then you can go and do. And, and believe it or not, you talked about job security at the beginning. When you do who you are, I am a firm believer that that is job security. I totally agree. And, you know, thank you so much for today. Uh, on a, one other note, 2023 is my 20th anniversary for the show. Wow. And um, that intervention, that $3,000 in 2001 that was spent, got me here. And that's what we're talking about. It's peeling back the un- onion so that the real you, the reinventing you, can show up 